Welcome back to Wellness for the Hot Mess, where we explore topics around holistic wellness, embodiment, entrepreneurship, and navigating the complexities of the human experience. These are real, raw, and vulnerable conversations between us, our community, and experts in their field. Our intention of every single episode is to inspire you to simplify your wellness routine, because let's be real, less is more. You know it's the end of the week when it takes me six times to record an intro. First time I wasn't recording, second time something was wrong with the mic, third time my neighbor's dog was barking, but we did it. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Wellness for the Hot Mess. I'm Kristen. I am riding solo today. I do have an amazing, amazing co-host. Her name is Lexi. Lex has just gotten back from a retreat in Hawaii which I'm so jealous about, but she's taking a few days to recover and to rest. And she will be sharing her experience at the retreat on a solo episode next week. Lexi actually went to this retreat. Um, there was, I'm sure plenty of reasons why she decided to do this, but one of the main one was sitting with plant medicine. So over the last week, she was with an amazing group of women She'll share her story next week on her solo episode, but they did practice plant medicine and they did ayahuasca. And from what I've heard so far and from what we've talked about, it was an incredible experience for her. She shared a little bit on our Instagram page about how she was feeling. So if you have any questions regarding ayahuasca, if you have any questions about plant medicine, I want to say no topics off limit. I know Lex wants to get really deep into this topic and share her experiences. So she's going to roll out a solo episode next week, all about her experience with plant medicine, the retreat, how she felt before, how she's feeling now. So make sure to leave any questions you have on the wellness for the hot mess Instagram page. And I'll be sure to make sure Lex gets them so she can answer them, but welcome back. It's been a couple weeks. We've been on our mid-season break a little bit. There's always a time in the year where I feel like both Lex and I have a million things going on at once. And it always happens at like the same time, which is nice for us. So we kind of take like a mid-season break. I was moving. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I am sitting on a blow-up mattress in the middle of my living room because I have no furniture. I just moved from New York City back to Chicago where I was living before to finish school and to kind of start a new chapter, which I'm so excited about, but it was, it was a hectic few weeks. I ended up moving from New York with a U-Haul and my dog and my parents came and helped, which was amazing. I'm so grateful for them. We drove two days from New York to Chicago and we actually drove through what was the storms, the devastating storms that happened in Atlanta and the tornadoes that have been all over. I feel like now is the time of the year. Springtime is like crazy weather season, especially in the Midwest. So we definitely felt that residue wind from the storm. I remember driving my little Toyota Corolla and you know, when you're driving and the steering wheel starts to have a mind of its own and you're like swerving to the right and swerving to the left. And I was like, my poor dad, who was a couple yards behind me driving the U-Haul. Anyway, we made it. We're good. We're here. Um, so excited to be starting a new chapter. I'm sure I'll get into it more 
as the semester goes on, but I am getting my doctorate degree in acupuncture. I'm going to school at Pacific College of Health and Science. I get a lot of questions about that one, actually. I know there are a lot of really great acupuncture schools out there. One of them that I'm familiar with is um, the Pacific College of Health and Science, which is where I'm going. And they have three campuses. Satellite campuses are in Chicago, where I'm at. And then their main campus is in San Diego, which is pretty awesome. Um, so really excited to start this chapter. What else is going on? What else is new? I decided a couple nights ago to take a little Instagram hiatus, but I was proud of myself because I didn't put up any posts that were like stepping away from Instagram for, for a couple of weeks. If you need to contact me every time I see one of them, I, I understand, especially in today's day and age, how everything is pretty digital and everybody's business is digital. So I understand when people put on their story, like taking a break from IG, if you need to contact me, here's where I'm going to be just need to like step away. I get it because there are people out there who, if they do step away, a lot of people are going to be like, wait a second, why aren't they active? Where did they go? But at the same time, I think it's so corny when people post that. (laughs) All right. I decided I was like, I'm not posting anything. I'm just logging out. I can't delete the app fully because we do still have to run the podcast page, but I logged out of my account and I'm just going to kind of put that to bed for a little bit. No specific reason. I think I've just been tired of social media recently. There's so many things out there, TikTok, Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. I mean, it gets to a point where it almost feels too connected and it almost feels like I need to share everything where I'm like, okay, now there's nothing left for me. So I just logged out of my personal account for a little bit. Who knows how long it'll be? Who knows how short it'll be? But I definitely was just feeling overwhelmed with the thought of being too connected. You know, we make jokes on the podcast all the time that eventually I want to move to a farm in the middle of nowhere and like only have myself, my family and like farm animals because I want to be that disconnected. So it felt like it was about time, especially going into summer to just, and going into a busy season with school and work. So it just felt like it was time to just log out let Instagram be for a little bit. It'll always be there to be logged back into, but no pressure. I just really want to focus on being connected to myself. You know, I don't need to stay connected with what everyone's doing. I don't need to know what everyone's eating for breakfast every day. It's just, it's one of those things where I find my mind is just getting less present now because it's so used to being on autopilot, scrolling through all of the social media apps. So I want to work on being more present this summer, which hopefully deleting Instagram will help with. So was really proud of myself. I didn't put up a deleting Instagram, just need a break post and just deleted the damn, like I just logged out of the account and that was it. So feeling really good about that. Um, and what else is going on? I'm trying to think it's been a while since we've caught up. I know there's been like so much reality TV drama, which I must say since I've logged out of Instagram, I do now instead of going down a scroll hole, I have been putting on more reality TV, which I know Lex is going to be so proud of because she's like the queen of reality TV and I never watch it. And it's not for any particular reason. I just love watching like shows like Ted Lasso. And I love watching um, the great British baking show on Netflix. Like those are the shows I like to watch very lighthearted 
shows. I've never really gotten into reality TV, but this year I told myself I wanted to watch more of it and I do enjoy it because it helps me turn my brain fully off. It also helps you to appreciate your life because you're like, wow, what a lot of these people are going through on reality TV is pretty crazy. Um, but I have been like submerged in the rea- in the Vanderpump's Rules drama. Submerged. I started Vanderpump from season one. Season one, two, three, and a little bit of four are so good. I think after four, it got a little slow. So I skipped over a little bit and I picked back up on season seven, which is where I'm at now. So good. I mean, I am so invested in these characters now. I love putting it on in the morning. I like wake up 10 minutes early now and I'll watch 10 minutes of Vanderpumps to like wake myself up. So good. And I was like thinking the other day, I got lunch with a friend and I was like, I need a reality TV show. I am nowhere near as entertaining as the characters on a show like Vanderpump. But just watching their life unfold on camera is so interesting to me. And Lex talks about this all the time, how she wants to like look into the psychology of reality stars and like why they behave the way they do and how interesting it is. And I was like, I got really into it this past weekend where I was like, I think I need a reality show. I don't know what it would be about. It would probably be so insanely boring. I would be sitting on the couch all day watching Vanderpump and then like getting up every five minutes to make like an avocado toast. That's what I've been doing for the last week. I don't have any groceries since I moved. So it's been me on my blow up mattress watching Vanderpump rules and making avocado toast. (laughs) It's been, um, it's been a week, but we're getting there. There's always that week after you move where you're just like, I have zero energy to do anything. And that's how I felt. So I'm excited to get back into a routine And I was really excited after having an amazing conversation yesterday with our guest today on the podcast. I love having guests on, especially ones that are so passionate about they do because that passion almost spills out through the computer onto me. And I hung up with our guest yesterday after we recorded and I felt so energized and I was so excited. And I, for the first time since moving, I was like, okay, I want to like get shit done. I want to get back into a groove so I can feel good again. So I hope that's how you guys feel after listening to today's episode. I decided to reach out to this guest. This is somebody that I'd crossed paths with in the group fitness scene in Chicago. She is an amazing, lovely, wonderful person. And she just exudes confidence and self-love and she gives herself so much grace And when she stepped into this new chapter of her life, right during COVID, I remember following her story. She was working in group fitness, similar to myself. She ended up then going to real estate, which she talks about in today's episode. And then I really vividly remember seeing her post on Instagram. This was mid pandemic. It was kind of like towards the tail end, I believe, where things were starting to open up again. But I remember her posting like, I'm selling my furniture for my apartment. Like if anybody needs couches or furniture, whatever it is. And then I was like, I wonder where she's going. Is she moving? And then the next couple of posts were about how she is, was dropping everything and heading to Bali and picking everything up, leaving in Chicago, and then just taking herself to Bali. And I didn't ask any questions at the time why she was going. I was just really curious to continue following her journey 
but it was really inspiring to see the next few months play out because she stayed there for a really long time. And I think it was almost one of those eat, pray, love moments where you take this transformative journey and you just come out the other side, a completely different person. Today, we sit down with Emily DeBover, who is a woman's life and relationship coach and genuinely just one of the best people I've ever met. She's a certified somatic healer who guides women through releasing energy in their bodies and lives that keeps them feeling stuck, leaving them with the tools to consciously create a life and relationship that feels fulfilling on a soul level. Emily brings so much to this conversation, and I know our listeners are going to get so much out of this. If you want to know more about Emily and the work she does, if you want to give her a follow, all of her information is going to be in the show notes, easily accessible for you. 10 out of 10 recommend following her on social media. Her content is not only so beautiful the way it's curated, but it is also so engaging and informative. It's like you're getting freebies every day from her. She really is truly an amazing source of knowledge when it comes to relationships and when it comes to feeling light or stuck in life and needing some spark of inspiration. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Emily. This truly is a very special one. So sit down, sit back, grab your favorite cozy blanket, maybe a cup of tea and learn more about Emily's story. We'll see you in the community soon. Welcome to the podcast. Beautiful. I'm so excited for this conversation. How are you today, Emily? You look tan and glowing. I know you're in Florida. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so, so good. I am really just absorbing all of this delicious warmth. It feels like Mm -hmm. summer. It smells like summer. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be here. I love having conversations like this. So thank you for having me. Of course. We're so excited you're here. I can't wait for the listeners to hear this episode for so many reasons. But first things first, I want to kind of pivot about our story, how we met. So you and I met in group fitness. I don't even know how many years ago. When were you working at Studio 3? Holy moly. Um, I cannot believe how many years it's been, but it's it's probably been three years since I've worked in group fitness, almost three years, two and a half, three years. And yeah. we probably met a year and a half before that. To totally. Two Long time ago. Five years ago. Yeah. I think it almost oh. was five years ago, which is crazy. I, I remember being a little front desk person at this new studio in Chicago, and I was just learning all the instructors' names and learning the vibe of the studio. And when you walked in, I was like, I still am always in awe of you, but I just remember being like, who is that girl? And everybody felt the same way. It was like, oh, that's Emily. She's the best. Like we love her. But fast forward now, and I am just so blown away by not only the content you put out, but just your energy, your spirit, everything. I'm so glad we crossed paths. And I feel the exact same way logging onto Zoom today that I did watching you walk into Studio 3. You are just such a light. I'm so happy that you're here today. Oh, my face is going to explode. My cheeks are going to explode. Thank you. That feels really good to receive and to just know that that's how you felt. And it is so funny, that little life that we were living and how Mm -hmm. amazing it is that we crossed paths then. And now like the full circle when we like come back and reconnect in a different chapter of our lives. I love that. It's crazy. I'm sure there's a lot to unpack in between then and now, but if you could do your best for the listeners to walk us through what Emily was like five years ago and your journey to today, take as much time as you need because I love your story and listening to it, but you're a totally different woman than you were five years ago. Oh my God. 
completely different. Like my life has done a 180 degree flip. And so, yeah, who was I at like 20, 21, 22, 23? The first word that comes to mind is just like, I was a hustler. I was hustling and I loved it. You know, I honestly loved it. That was like the time and place where I did have that like young 20 something in the city energy to just do it all. And I did it all. I was working in group fitness. I was dancing. I was bottle serving. I was working random gigs on the side. I was just saying I was a yes woman. I was yes to absolutely everything, which was so amazing and random and fun and also equally exhausting, Mm -hmm. depleting. Oh, I was sick all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, on top of all of the plates I was spinning, I was also trying so hard to date and be in relationships and also have like a social life and that, you know, I just felt like I was maxed out. I was truly and fully maxed out and it was epic and amazing. And obviously there was a short lifespan for that until it all came crashing down. Mm, Talk about that crash period, because for you, at least from what I know from your story, it kind of happened during COVID a little bit. And that's when a lot of people made a lot of big life shifts, but you went out of the country with your life shift. You just like, I remember, I remember seeing your Instagram story being like, hi, I'm selling furniture. Hi, I'm selling furniture. And I was like, what is this girl doing? And then suddenly you're in Bali, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. It was, you know, the pandemic was really just like what felt like this great pause. And it was scary as F Mm -hmm. and also so illuminating you know it was it was scary if you didn't like allow the illumination you know when I was like resisting seeing what I what it was trying to show me that's when I was really suffering and in pain and then when I finally opened my eyes to the very blatantly obvious fact that I wasn't meant to work in group fitness anymore I wasn't I was working in real estate I was most definitely not supposed to be working in real estate anymore my relationship was not working I at the time was just like sick of being in Chicago and that was just such a wake-up call I had hired a life coach and started to do group programs with like-minded women and wellness and spirituality only a couple months before maybe only like two to three months before the official pandemic started. Mm. And once that hit, I was like blindsided with not, you know, with pay cuts, with shitty hours, with working at home, with being really, really by myself for the first time ever actually Mm. in my life. I barely used my apartment for the first two years I lived there. And then it was my full-time residence. I was barely leaving. And so I got to see and so much came up within me that was like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel good. And I cannot do things that don't feel good to me. I've tried and tried and tried and they last, they have an expiration. You know, I can fake it Mm -hmm. for about a year and a half to two years. And then, and then it blows up in my face, literally blows up in my face. I'll like manifest getting fired. I'll manifest, you know, getting, uh, you know, having some sort of drama happen within the workplace, something comes up. That's just like, this isn't it. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'm out. So I had friends that lived in Bali and 
my my coach, my friends that had lived in Bali, but I was like, holy shit, this just feels like the right time to like close this chapter of my life, leave my relationships, leave my jobs, sublease my apartment, sell all my shit. And yeah, got like a like a work visa, like went through all this paperwork and all this craziness oh. and sent my ass across the world to Bali, quarantined for five days in Jakarta, had literally no idea what I was getting myself into. Um there, learned how to ride a scooter, <laughs> learned what, where, you know, the lay of the land and lived there for seven months. Wow. Before you had left, was there a moment of guilt at all? Leaving your workplace, leaving your relationships, your friends, that life you had built in Chicago. Did you ever experience any guilt making that decision? Big decisions like this always come with that tail end of guilt. And it's a lot of the times what holds women back from making those big decisions is that guilt feeling. Oh my God. Yes. And thank mm. you for speaking to that because I'm sure that so many people that are going to listen to this podcast or have listened to things similar are in that rut, are are, are not crossing the threshold of feeling mm. the guilt and feeling it fully and, and, you know, just being able to pass through it and move through it. And yes, I felt guilty. I was, there were some terrifying conversations that I had to have. I felt so guilty for leaving the real estate group. I really loved the women in the family that I worked for. And oh my God, I was like, they are going to be so upset with me. And that is the piece that really is hard for me. And that's been a massive part of my growth journey is letting people be upset with me. Hmm. Because in the past in my life, that has equaled abuse that has equaled really hard hard things and so a massive part of my journey is just like following what my desire and what feels good for me and letting others have their opinions and knowing it doesn't mean anything about me but I was riddled with guilt I had just reconnected with my dad after seven years and then I was moving across the world and I was like so I'm I had to like tell him that and I was like fearful of and felt guilty about us just rekindling things and then me leaving. Um, I was leaving a boyfriend that I had been with on and off for almost three years. So just feeling the guilt of like, should I be doing this? Is he going to be upset? Is this the right thing? And I wouldn't have been able to do it without having support in my corner. If I was trying to do this by myself and I just had a lot of people's opinions around how unrealistic it was or how stupid it was or it's X, Y, and Z, you know, insert limiting belief there, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But I had so much evidence and so much backing and support in my corner of women who were like dreaming big, who were following their dreams, who were pushing their edges, who were moving through guilt, who were like just following their desire at all costs, no matter what anyone said. So I would not have been able to do it without that. Yeah, totally. Wow. You get to, so then you get to Bali, you're kind of feeling all the feels. Walk us through the first couple of weeks there. What was going on in your head? What was your body experiencing? Because I know it's more mental than physical, but at the same time, there had to have been physical changes as you moved there. I'm sure the reflection of the inside came on the outside. What was going through? Because it's not like you moved to Bali and magically you were like, here's this journey I'm stepping into. There had to have been a lot of thought in those first couple of weeks. What was going on in your head? Oh man, it was messy. It's it's yeah. so funny because everyone's like, yeah, you moved to Bali. It's sexy. It's beautiful. Right. And I'm like, no, it's right. not. 
I was still in uh, contact with my boyfriend or my ex at the time. And I, that was, I was really holding on to these uh, comfort blankets. So I was holding on to him, still staying connected mm-hmm. to him. I was still trying ish to work for the real estate company and just like keep my license and just like refer people to them. Right. And within the first couple of weeks, this was so funny. And I was like, I got there. I was like, I'm going to hop on TikTok. I'm going to start my, I'm just going to start posting on TikTok. And I posted something on TikTok that someone actually took screenshotted and sent to my former employers in Chicago being like, this is the girl that's working for you. Like, can you believe that she's doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And I was like, okay, that's, that was just like, God got a spirit sign that like, I just needed to cut all ties. And, um, so yeah, so I eventually did no contact with my ex um eventually was just like sent the the emails to the real estate company just being like I'm out I'm not going to keep renewing my license like this is this is where my chapter closes and where another one opens and also it was just like scary I'm in a third world country yes I had some friends there but like we weren't living together they had their own very intricate lives within Bali already and it was really up to me to like find a pace of my own and that came with like taking lessons of how to ride a scooter for the first time in my life amongst Balinese people that know what they're doing. You're riding on the opposite side of the road. You don't know where anything is. Your phone barely works. You're trying to learn the language. And so I would lay in bed in the morning for like hours just being like, okay, you have to go get on your scooter. It's going to be okay. You have to get on your scooter. It's going to be fine. And just those like initial learning experiences were intense on my system but eventually you know like fast forward a month and a half it's like zipping around easiest thing ever feels so good but it's those initial couple of weeks right right I'm sure I can't even imagine I give so much props to you for just jumping right into it and you did make it look easy even though I'm sure it was not like that at all when you were there were you expecting to kind of like have a life-changing experience coming home with it? Did you go into it thinking like, I'm going to change, I'm going to be different when I come back? How did you allow this experience to just flow the way it was supposed to? Because I feel like so many people now getting into wellness, they have expectations of how they should feel after they do something like this. And they see the after and they're like, I want to feel like that. But it's almost like you need to surrender then when while you're there. Did you ever imagine like the version of you now would be coming out of that trip three years ago? Honest to God, I had no idea what to expect. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to start my coaching business. I knew I wanted to be around these women that I was being coached by, but I I didn't. I didn't know the version of Emily that was going to come out on the other side. And going into Bali, I had decided to quit birth control and get off birth control after six years and stop drinking. Mm. And so I obviously had drank my entire quote unquote adult life, which is not adult. I was like 13. (laughs) So like 13 to like 24, just drinking, partying heavily and then stopping Mm. and then taking birth control out of my body. And then like all of that coming to the surface Um, and that showing me exactly what I needed to see. And I didn't know what that was going to look like because I'd never experienced those things before. I had no idea how good it was going to feel to have my own business. I had no idea how good it was going to feel to like 
connect with like-minded women and continue to learn about something that I actually care about and to like help people that have gone through the similar things as I. Um, you know, I, I was doing tons of manifestation, tons of just like future visioning, and I could get into the feelings of gratitude and joy and pleasure mm-hmm. and excitement, but I had no idea how good it would be. Mm. Wow. I just got like full body chills listening to that. When was your aha moment, like that big moment during your transformation? If maybe you haven't had one yet, but if you had one so far, what was that moment where you're like, I, that old version is being left behind and I'm okay with that? There have been a lot of aha moments, Mm. which is amazing. I'm so grateful that I've had so many little ahas and they're, they're chapters, you know, it's like, okay, this chapter, oh, I get this a little bit more, got it. And then this chapter, oh, okay, get this a little bit more, got it. And I would say my current aha that feels really good and is still a work in progress is connecting more with like fun Mm, and play. Yes. And knowing that like that is actually going to get me further and connect me even more deeply with the women I want to work with, with the business I want to have, with the relationship I want to have, the friendships, the experiences, the money, then hustling, sitting down, shoving my head into the computer and working hard. And obviously there's a very delicate dance and balance between that. But I'm running a five-day workshop this week and like, it's so funny because every day I'm like, okay, you got to be on the computer all day. You have to like go through. And I'm like, no, you need to go sit at the pool. You need to go (laughs) read your book. You need to go walk with your dog. You need to get a smoothie. You need to be in your body and in your joy. And that is just the most magnetic energy of them all. And, And it feels so much better for me to show up from a place of that instead of a place of my face has been in my computer all day. I'm exhausted. My head hurts and I want to crawl into a hole. Mm. I'm challenging you because there's always the other side and we get shit like this all the time where people are like, you know, we'll post a reel and they'll be like, when am I supposed to do that? I don't have the time. Like you're sitting on your phone all day doing this Instagram podcast wellness stuff. Like I work a nine to five, someone listening to this who works a nine to five or who is in an office, how can they capture those moments of joy and bring them into every day? Because there's only so many hours in a day and what scares a lot of people away from this type of life and really diving deep into wellness and spirituality is just the time. We try to debunk that on the podcast by saying that wellness is accessible for all. It doesn't need to be this time consuming thing. If you were talking to someone in your group as a coach and you were trying to help them find these moments of joy and to kind of spark that inspiration, but they're working behind a computer for eight hours a day. What does that look like? What does that conversation look like? Mm, I love that question. And I love how committed you are to making it so accessible and just showing women the access that they have Mm -hmm. to it. And my response to that is that joy is literally everywhere. If you decide to see it, if Mm -hmm. you decide to feel it, like just the essence and experience of being alive. Like if I'm to just if I am just to sit in my skin and feel the sensation of the air around my skin or the clothes draping around me, like I can feel so much pleasure in that experience and just rewiring how you think about being alive. Like it's a one in like 100 billion chance that we are here on this earth. And like, what if you were an alien coming to earth to experience it for the first time being like, Oh, these, these hands and this hair and this computer just being like, so enthralled with the experience that it is 
So I would say that I would touch on that. And then I love like teaching my women little state shifters is what I call them. And it's just like, you know, big inhales, loud exhales, or moments where you take a dance break. Maybe you go to the bathroom stall, get in there and put a song on and you just, who cares if someone sees your feet like bumping around, like just letting yourself have that experience. Um, Yeah, just, I really love the somatic tools of getting back into the body because being at a desk, you're just working from the chin up, completely forget how your body feels, taking a moment to stand outside, even stand by a window, get your face in the sun, um, make a tea that feels really good for you, bless the tea. Like there are just so many little delicate 30 second things that you can do to boost that energy and connect and align more with that version of yourself. Totally. I was probably in like the midst of what was beginning a spiritual growth for me a few years ago. And I was babysitting at the time and I was having an awful day. I was fighting with my ex or we just were disagreeing on something. And I was not feeling confident with my future and group fitness. And I was just like having all of these feelings and I just felt so out of my body. And I just remember being like, I can't live like this forever. What's going to like respark my inspiration. And as I was babysitting, I looked down at the baby monitor and she was still asleep. She had just started to wake herself up. And she was right at the age where you're starting to like see your hands and stuff for the first time. And I caught on the monitor. She'd woke up and she saw her hand in front of her and she, for a moment, like froze and brought it really close to her face. And I was like, she was so amazed with her own hand. And I was like, imagine for the first time, like seeing your own hand and being like, this is incredible. Like this is mine. Oh my gosh. So I love that. Just the stopping, slowing down and appreciating, looking around. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. Love the alien little. I love um, that story. I mean, we could look at this. Yeah. Like aliens and babies. Totally. Sort of one and the same, right? (laughs) Same thing. Um, So for somebody who is kind of like sitting where we were experiencing these signs and starting to feel like they're lacking inspiration or feeling like they're being called to something else. What are some signs that you've experienced to look for that point towards a spiritual transformation or a growth period? I know personally for me, I started to reject alcohol a little bit. I was drinking a ton. I I was in that party phase as well. And there was just like a day where I just didn't want to do it when I was out with friends. And then from there, it kind of snowballed a little more. I've since brought alcohol back in a glass of wine every now and then. And I'm working on that boundary, but I know a lot of people experience rejection of drugs and alcohol. Some people don't feel like they're aligned in the work they do. What are some signs to kind of tell our listeners that, Hey, maybe you should evaluate this because you might be working towards a spiritual transformation. That is, yes. So such good awareness on your end. You're like, whoa, my body is literally rejecting this. Totally. A lot of people don't even realize that their body totally. is doing that. They're like, oh, I just feel terrible. This is my baseline feeling. Right. Breaks my little heart. Yeah. But one of the signs that literally just came to me, and I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, but when I was working in real estate, there were moments when I was, I was efforting, I was efforting my ass off trying to like close deals and get things done. And I really joined real estate because I wanted to make money. I wanted to get out of bottle service. I wanted to work like a, an adult job that like had, I don't know, some better benefit and outcome. And I just wanted the money. Like I didn't really care about houses. I didn't really care about the people I was selling them to, I sound like a, you know, I'm just being hundred percent truth. Truthful totally. here. Totally. Um, <laughs> sounds awful, but that's 
that is a very obvious sign that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. But when things wouldn't go my way or wouldn't go right when I was working in that field, I would crumble. If my boss was upset with me, I would crumble. If Mm -hmm. a client was upset with me, crumble. If a, if a transaction fell through, crumble. Like I could not because I just didn't care enough. There were no roots rooting me into the bigger picture and the bigger why. And so it was just like, I just fucking tipped. I just crumbled when like someone was upset with me or when something wasn't working. And now I see so much of a drastic difference being in this job, because if something doesn't work, I have a bigger why, I have a bigger connection, I am rooted into this business, and I would do this job without a promised outcome day after day after day after day. Mm. It's so true. I've had moments of that as well where I've been like, why am I so upset over this person's reaction to me? And that was always in the, the jobs or the friendships, whatever it is that weren't serving me. And I was like, why can't I get over that little comment where everyone else is just like getting over and moving on? And I would sleep on it and think about it all the time. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other signs to look for? Signs to look for? Um, yeah, just like who and what do you feel your absolute best and clearest doing? Mm. Do you feel clear and do things come easily? Where where obviously we have to work for things, but I feel like there's a different element of like alignment where it's like, oh, that just came to me and it feels natural. Oh, that just came to me and it felt natural. I didn't have to over effort. I didn't have to overwork to like gain and achieve and grip and pull that into my life. Like it just aligned and came in. And that's a lot of how my journey has gone with like figuring out how to get to Bali. A lot of things just aligned themselves, figuring out like where to live and who to stay with in Bali. A lot of that just aligned itself. When within real estate and within bottle service, everything was hard. Everything was difficult. And I do not think I like banish, control, all delete the belief that everything needs to be hard. Yes. Thank you. I say the same thing. I completely agree. There are moments of struggle, of course. And there's moments when things are going to be hard, relationships or a death in the family, things like that. But your everyday life, the thing you're waking up to do, whether it's a job, a career, relationships, whatever it is, it should not be a 24-7 feeling of heaviness and feeling like it's hard. I was supposed to go on a retreat in March. Um, Lexi, my co-host, she just got back. She did ayahuasca for the first time. Wow. And she is recovering. She got a little sick after. So right now she's kind of going through it, recovering um, and kind of feeling all of that after. But I was supposed to go around the same time as her to a different retreat. I was moving during the time and a lot was going on and I couldn't make it work. And I could have tried a little harder to make the scheduling work, but I just felt deep in me that I was like, the time that I need to do this retreat, everything will align perfectly. I won't have to freak out about flights being on a certain time because I have to be here for the next day to get the moving truck. I shouldn't have to worry about having my things packed before I I knew that I was like, I could make this work. It'll suck doing it and I will be really anxious, but like I'm going to wait until it aligns perfectly. And I've been starting to see that more too in a lot of things. Not everything has to be impossible. No, absolutely not. And yeah, some, some things like that where it's just like, 
And I've caught myself doing that with even the simplest things where I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to go catch this workout class, but I'm going to have to make it this at this yep. time. And I'm like, wait, wait, I can just chill. I can just go work out in the basement for 20 minutes. I can just go on a walk yeah. with my, like, it's so funny that we do think that we need to do the most and the biggest and try to jam it all in. And I think that really is just like our conditioning and hustle culture and stuff. So, you know, I love that you made that choice for yourself because really yeah. would you be able to fully surrender, soften, open and enjoy the retreat mm-hmm. if Definitely all of not. that was on the other side? Definitely not. And that's what I realized too. But I want to ask you now, you mentioned a few times in your story leading up to Bali and when you were there, you were with somebody in a relationship. You said that you had no contact with your ex. What's the update on that now? Are you with this person? Did you guys reconnect after Bali? What did that look like? Because I know this is a big piece of your story and who you are as a coach now. Yeah, definitely. So that was just a hilarious, amazing journey. And him and I were on and off before I left for Bali for about two and a half years. And each of us, each of us brought our baggage to the relationship and neither of us really had the relational tools that we needed to be able to be in the relationship that both of us wanted. You know, we kept trying and it just kept ending one way or another. One of us would pull back, something would happen. Um, And I was really just still deep, deep, deep in my shit in the beginning half of our relationship. And so went to Bali, was in contact for a little bit, went no contact. Um, I was like, let's talk in a month and reconnect and see how it feels. We talked a month after not talking. Didn't It didn't feel good, didn't feel aligned. So we just continued to go our separate ways. And Fast forward to probably month six that I was there. I get a FaceTime from him, a random FaceTime from him. And at that time, I had been like dating around. I had been, you know, spending plenty of time by myself and just really prioritizing my friendships with the women who that were there. Um, And I just wasn't feeling connected to anyone. I wasn't feeling like I wanted something long term with them. And I'm a long term relationship girly. I like Mm -hmm. don't want to casually date. I want to be in a relationship. And I still had deep feelings for my ex at the time. And I was like, I'm just going to trust and pray that it all works itself out and shows it shows itself to me how it's meant to be and how it meant how it's meant to go. And so fast forward month, like six, six and a half, I get a FaceTime from him and he's just like, I really want this to work. I miss you. I love you. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so special to me. I like really wish that you weren't across the world right now. Let's figure this out. And, you know, I had a few moments and had some time to like reflect on that and be like, okay, let me just like sit with this and feel into this for a while. But I I mean, I was still head over heels in love with this man. And receiving that phone call, I was like, wow, okay, like I, some, someone in something has like got me and is holding me and has this all planned out better than I could have ever imagined. Mm. And so, yeah, we started to reconnect and sort of have this long-term virtual relationship. And then I decided to go, I was like, I had no idea like when I was going to go home. I had no plans to go home. And he was like, yeah, well, I want you to come home. And I was like, okay. He's like, I want you to move in. I was like, okay. And we had kind of lived together previously. And then he got a puppy. And then so it was just, I flew home. It was amazing. They met me at the airport, him and my now puppy, Nellie, um, which is funny because I'm like, I gave birth to her. Not sure how she was in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it was, yeah, it's been amazing. And we've been in a committed, strong, really, it's been hard. It has been, it's been very difficult, but we've been in a committed, strong relationship for the two years that I have now been home. And it's insane. I would have had no idea, literally no clue. I was like, maybe I'll meet someone in Bali. Maybe I'll just travel across the world for, for the rest of my life, find someone somewhere else. And no, it just was like, this is this is where you're meant to be. This is this is who you're meant to be with. And I was like, okay, let's figure this out. I love that. A lot of the stuff you post now, because you are a relationship coach, a lot of it is very pro men and very pro the male in the relationship. And I think you probably get a lot of feedback on that. I'm sure. I actually saw maybe it was something you put on TikTok or replying to someone who left like a not so nice comment, but it was just very much like, I feel like it was people are just hating on the fact that they think men are always doing everything wrong. And I feel like that gets a lot of controversy and pushback, but I love the content you're putting out because it's not blaming a single person in the relationship, but talk a little bit about the transformation that your partner went through, because it wasn't just you doing the work. Like he also had to put in the work and that's kind of what you share a little bit in your content as well. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you speak to that because it is controversial for totally a woman to be like backing men and supporting men and and just trying to open women's eyes to the fact that we aren't against one another. We were put here on this earth together for a reason. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. You know, like if men were trash and terrible, like maybe they just wouldn't exist and it would just be women ruling the world. And I'm sure a lot of women out there would love, love that idea. And I don't think that's for our highest and best evolution. I feel like that's rejecting personal responsibility and not looking at the things that we need to look at that will help us expand into our fullness in this lifetime. And yes, my partner, like the one of the reasons I'm with my partner today is because he takes personal responsibility, is because he has men in his corner who are in committed relationships, is because he works a program and he is committed to seeing a therapist and going to therapy with me. Like that, that's the reason I'm with him. Not because he's perfect, not because I'm perfect, not because our life together and our relationship together is all sweet and beautiful and fun and sexy all the time. That's not the case. Like I'm with him because he works at it. He shows up for me. He is a solid, solid whole of a man that is unwavering and just never lets me forget that he loves me and that he is here for me. Mm -hmm. And that's really special. And it's taken me not a long time to find that, but a long time to see that in men in general. Mm -hmm. And I had a really, really hard relationship with my dad growing up. And so I love to talk about this because I've been through the ringer with men. I've been through some terrible experiences with the masculine and with men in my life. And working through those, one, I get to see that that's the life that I was meant to have. That's the cards that I was meant to be dealt so that I could learn from those experiences and step into the role that I'm in today with helping women how to reconnect with men, the masculine, heal their experiences, and fall into deep, supportive, safe love. Mm. And yeah, so I just, I, I finally have the eyes where I get to see the beautiful pieces of men and I get to have compassion for the pieces of them that are still learning and growing. And I get to see that the men that 
are cheating or doing things are actually have wounded inner children and wounded younger boys in them that were never shown how to properly love a woman who were conditioned into this like you know sort of douchey boy era where it's like cool to like fuck around and like that is a journey that they're gonna have to go on to and it's also equally as much the journey of the partner that is with that man and has that experience um because you have so much to learn from that and nothing i really choose to believe that nothing happens on accident like everything's happening for us to show us something so we can evolve learn from it and step into the new chapter of our lives Mm. You work with mostly women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work so, with women. Right. So then someone listening that would challenge this would say like, well, it's not my responsibility to fix the men. Like, so how are you coaching women to like, how are you coaching the women then to recognize this? Cause someone listening is going to be like, then the men need to come see you and they need to figure it out with you, but you're coaching women. So what does that look like? Yeah. Yes. So good. And what that looks like is like, no, you aren't responsible. You absolutely are not responsible for healing the man, having the man figure it all out, even though a lot of women do take responsibility for that. Totally. And they do try to put it on their shoulders and get their boyfriend to do all these things and read all these things and change. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've fallen victim to that. And I've oh, yeah. just so realized how it doesn't work and men need to make their own decisions on their own. Yeah. And, Yeah, you're responsible for what you are responsible for is your healing and your expression. I believe that we as women are the oracle of change, honestly, within the entire world. And if we are diminishing our desires and not speaking up for ourselves and just projecting blame on to them for not knowing better, for not knowing how to take care of you, for not doing the right thing, but aren't expressing yourself vulnerably. You're just festering in your resentment and holding it all in. That is your responsibility. And nothing around you changes or evolves or isn't inspired to take the next step if you keep quiet Mm -hmm. and you just, you know, suffer in your little resentment ball and you just are blaming the other party it's like wait 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 no under this complaint is a desire how can I express this desire without being attached to the outcome but just honoring myself enough to where I'm expressing what I need seeing if I'm going to be met and if not just being like okay this doesn't feel aligned and letting it be and allowing yourself to move on so amazing. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's going to be so many jaws on the ground after this episode. <laughs> it's been that way for me too. I'm like all of these aha moments where I'm just like floored. I'm like, wow, what a life. To wrap up, I want to ask how has the work that you've done over the last three, four years and how is the work that you do now present day? How has it impacted your life? I get to, because I chose to, wake up to a life that I am excited to live every day. And I did not feel that for a long time. Mm. There was a lot of times I didn't want to get out of bed. A lot of times I would just stay in bed and not have anything that I wanted to do or felt exciting or felt filled with joy and love. 
And that's really, I mean, I'm a human, of course, you know, I have bad days like the rest of them, but I really do get to wake up to a life that feels light and fun mm-hmm. and exciting and new and like, wow. Yeah, that is, that's first and foremost, the most exciting thing. But in the, in all of the other spectrums, like I have a group of women who feel like I've lived so many lives with them. And that group continues to expand. And I continue to connect with more women who I felt like I've known for lifetimes. But I've created sisterhood that has like single-handedly healed my nervous system, mm-hmm. has like healed any and all wounds I feel around women or experiences I've had in the past with ex-best friends. And that just feels so special to know that like I have women supporting and backing me through everything I do, no matter what, and no matter what I'm doing, like I could do the most asinine, crazy, fucked up thing. And they will be like, I love you. This really doesn't seem like it's it for you, but like, I'm here for you. I've Mm -hmm. got you. I'm backing you. And just knowing that like, I don't have to go through things and life alone, which I did for so long long and that was so suffocating and paralyzing and then on the other end I get to create such depth in my relationship like I get to learn and juice out all I can squeeze from this experience of dating this incredible man and having a family and uh, moving into like starting a, a life together and that's all I could ever wish for for you know that's all my younger self could ever wish for And I'm so happy to be in the position of having the coaches, having the experiences and doing the work and being able to like just commit to learning so much about all of these things that it naturally enhances my life. You're amazing. I cannot (laughs) let you get off this easily. It all sounds amazing. It all sounds lovely. Butterflies, rainbows. (laughs) There's always another side to it. The podcast is called Wellness for the Hot Mess for a reason. Tell us your hot mess moment. It can be of the last week. It can be of the last month. Something that stands out to you that you were just like, yeah, it's it's not all perfect all the time. Oh my God. It so isn't. And that's actually been another aha before I get into my hot mess. It's like, it's the other aha is that like, I'm fully, I'm just a human. Yeah. Like all of the tools I have, all of the, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm not an ethereal angel being. I'm a of physical form human. And there's going to be a lot of shit that comes with that, that I'm just like, Mm -hmm. actually have to be so fully accepting of, you know, I can't spiritually bypass my humanness. That's just not what this life is all about. So my hot mess, let me, I have one that I definitely have been thinking of, but I'm like, is there another one? (laughs) Is there another one? Let's see. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay, so the one I've been thinking of is just like the other day, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed because in the middle of the night, it happens, right? I'm like, okay, this is so normal. In the middle of the night, my partner like went, left my, or let my dog out and then came in and I always take up the whole bed. I take up the whole bed. All I want to do is snuggle. I want to be next to him on top of him the whole time. (laughs) And he was like, okay, move over because I'm just completely on his side of the bed. And in the middle of the night, you know, I'm half asleep. And he's like, all right, move over. And I'm like, just immediately get angry. (laughs) I was like, "Who? how dare you tell me to move over? All I want to do is snuggle. Like, I'm so cute and (laughs) 
precious and snuggly like how dare you tell me to move over but whatever I like begrudgingly did I just like moved over and then that literally carried into me like waking up in a bad mood and I don't think I necessarily said or did anything to him I think I was more reserved and quiet but what was the breaking point that morning was me going to the gym at this little complex we live in and being told because I didn't have a specific card that I had to leave and I literally almost started to cry. I was like, I was like, I can't just work out here. She's like, I've never seen you before. I'm like, I've been, I've been coming here on and off for six months. And she was like, just you, ha- just go in there, get a card from the office. And I was like, literally almost in tears being like, this is the last girl on the camel's back. My boyfriend tells me <laughs> to move in the middle of the night. I can't work out at this freaking gym. And then I was just like, oh my God, I was fuming. I was like really fucking angry and pissed and sad all at the same time. And I just had to get over it. I just had to like go. I like bought myself some flowers, got ready for the little five day thing I'm doing. And then came into this room that I'm sitting in, did a little Pilates workout from YouTube and then felt so much better. But like that few hour window, I was like seeing red. Yeah, it happens. Then you look back and then you're like, wow, I really suck. <laughs> totally. I'm like, what was that? What was happening there? But all yeah. necessary. Where can we find you? Because I'm talking so much about your content and all the things you put out, which not only is your page so aesthetically beautiful, but the stuff you put on there is so educational and informative and it's so amazing. Um, so where can we find you and where can our listeners get a hold of you at? Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok at m.debover, D-E-B-O-U-V-E-R, and same thing on Instagram. Who knows if this TikTok ban will happen or what what is going on in the world, but I'm like, if not there, you'll be able to find me on um, Instagram as well. I post all of my stuff, all of my workshops, all of my courses, all of my one-on-one coaching information on there, and soon there will be a podcast i'm so inspired so inspired to see how stays and um i've just well i've literally wanted a podcast for like 10 years and i'm just like now is crossing that threshold of like fear of and just stepping into it so that's where you can find me you're a natural you'll be amazing i can't wait for that Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for sharing your story. You are such a light and I'm so honored to have been here with you for an hour. And I hope our listeners enjoy this conversation as well. I hope so too. So grateful for you in this space. And yeah, I'm really hoping that these women get so much out of this episode. Absolutely. Thanks again, Em. Absolutely. Bye. We are so happy you took the time for yourself and dropped in with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you love or rate and review. We cannot wait to have you next time and we'll see you in the community.